Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Informed Catholic Podcast. My name is Ned Jabbar. This is going to be episode 68. We're now in the third week of Easter. This is um, the readings for the Sunday of the third week of Easter. So let's begin. Uh, entrance Antiphon from Psalm 66. Cry out with joy to God, all the earth. O sing to the glory of his name. O render him glorious praise. Alleluia. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts, in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kiri elision, Christe elision, Kiri elision. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory, Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, do you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us, you take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer, you are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ. With the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father, Amen. May your people exult forever, O God, in renewed youthfulness of spirit, so that rejoicing now in the restored glory of our adoption, we may look forward in confident hope to the rejoicing of the day of the resurrection through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. So the first reading is going to be from the uh, Acts of the Apostles, uh, chapter 2, verse 14, 22, 23. It was impossible for Jesus to be held by death. A reading from the Holy Acts of the Apostles. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and proclaimed, You who are Jews, indeed all of you, staying in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and listen to my words. You who are Israelites, hear these words. Jesus the Nazarene was a man commanded to you by God, with mighty deeds, wonders, and signs, which God worked through him in your midst. As you yourselves know, this man, delivered up by the set plan and foreknowledge of God, you killed, using lawless men to crucify him. But God raised him up, releasing him from the throes of death, because it was impossible for him to be held by it. For David says of him, I saw the Lord ever before me. With him at my right hand I shall not be disturbed. Therefore, my heart has been glad and my tongue has exalted. My flesh, too, will dwell in hope, because you will not abandon my soul to the netherworld. Nor will you suffer your holy ones to see corruption. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. 
Now, my brothers, one can confidently say to you about the patriarch David that he died and was buried, and his tomb is in our midst to this day. But since he was a prophet and knew that God had sworn an oath to him that he would set one of his descendants upon his throne, he foresaw and spoke of the resurrection of the Christ, that neither was he abandoned to the netherworld, nor did his flesh see corruption. God raised this Jesus. Of this we are all witnesses, exalted at the right hand of God. He received the promises of the Holy Spirit from the Father and poured him forth as you see and hear. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The responsible psalm from Psalm 16, we're going to read. Lord, you will show us the paths of life. And I'll combine the Alleluia. Lord, you will show us the paths of life. Keep me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, my Lord are you. O Lord, my allotted portion and my cup, you it is who help fast my lot. Lord, you will show us the path of life. Alleluia. I bless the Lord who consoles me. Even in the night my heart exhorts me. I set the Lord ever before me. With him at my right hand I shall not be disturbed. Lord, you will show us the path of life. Alleluia. Therefore my heart is glad and my soul rejoices. My body too abides in confidence, because you will not abandon my soul to the netherworld, nor will you suffer your faithful one to undergo corruption. Lord, you will show us the path of life. Alleluia. You will show me the paths to life, abounding joy in your presence, the delights at your right hand forever. Lord, you will show us the paths of life. Alleluia. Second reading is from 1 Peter, chapter 1, 17 to 21. You were saved with the precious blood of Christ, as with that of a spotless, unblemished lamb. A reading from the first letter of St. Peter. Beloved, if you invoke as father him who judges, who judges impartially, according to each one's works, conduct yourselves with reverence, during the time of your sojourning, realizing that you were ransomed from your feudal conduct, handed on by your ancestors, not with perishable things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a spotless, unblemished lamb. He was known before the foundation of the world, but revealed in the final time for you, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hopes are in God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. The Alleluia Antiphon from Luke 24, verse 32. Alleluia, Alleluia. Lord Jesus, open the scriptures to us. Make our hearts burn while you speak to us. Alleluia, Alleluia. The Gospel will be from St. Luke, chapter 24, verse 13 to 35. They recognize Jesus in the breaking of bread. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Praise to you, Lord Jesus. That very day, the first day of the week, two of Jesus' disciples were going to a village, seven miles from Jerusalem, called Emmaus. 
and they were conversing about all the things that had occurred. And it happened that while they were conversing and debating, Jesus himself drew near and walked with them. But their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. So he asked them, What are you discussing as you walk along? They stopped, looking downcast. One of them, named Kiliopas, said to him in reply, Are you the only visitor in Jerusalem who does not know of the things that have taken place there in these days? And he replied to them, What sort of things? They said to him, The things that happened to Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word, before God and all the people, how our chief priests and rulers both handed him over to a sentence of death and crucified him, but we were hoping that he would be the one to redeem Israel. And besides all this, it is now the third day since this took place. Some women from our group, however, have astounded us. They were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came back and reported that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who announced that he was alive. Then some of those with us went to the tomb and found things just as the women had described, but him they did not see. And he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, how slow of heart to believe all that the prophet spoke. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them what referred to him in all the scriptures. As they approached the village to which they were going, he gave the impression that he was going on further. But they urged him, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. And it happened that while he was with them at table, he took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. With that their eyes were open, and they recognized him, but he vanished from their sight. Then they said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he spoke to us on the way and opened the scriptures to us? So they set out at once and returned to Jerusalem, where they found gathered together the eleven and those with them, who were saying, The Lord has truly been raised and has appeared to Simon. Then the two recounted what had taken place on the way and how he was made known to them in the breaking of bread. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Alrighty, so uh, there's some talk about that they're going to start opening things up. I certainly hope so. And um, I certainly hope the churches will open up soon. Now, um, you have to admit that uh, the readings, especially the Gospel Luke, I that's probably my f most favorite part of the whole Gospel Luke, the the road to Emmaus, because it's so um, Eucharistic. You have to admit it. <laughs> uh, they're walking on the road, and they're discussing. They're two disciples. And these two disciples 
I mean, I just they're just going over what they heard. They're trying to go over over the events, everything they've seen, the terrible stuff, the crucifixion, the betrayal of Judas, uh, Simon Peter's denial, and then suddenly, uh, at the last minute, I guess what's that word in Latin? Dios ex machina, uh, you know, the machine of God or God coming in at the last minute which literally, and then suddenly, boom, the resurrection. Suddenly the tomb was found empty. Uh, the women going to the, going to the early in the morning, as we know, they're going to try to anoint him because they didn't have time to finish it. And then suddenly there's an earthquake. And they, at that moment, in those early hours, um, the the angel of the Lord comes down and rolls away the tomb and he's bright like the sun and the men at the tomb, both the Roman guards and the temple guards, because they were both there. They had to be both there with the temple guards, not just Roman guards, but temple guards because they wanted to, it was a way like to certify one and the other. And then suddenly they couldn't, ha you know, they, they were struck down. The women are heading towards the tomb and then suddenly they hear they see these gardeners tending the soil. And then, why are you looking for the living among the dead? Jesus is not here. He's risen. They go to the tomb and they see it rolled away and they see it's empty. The guards are gone. They run back, right? They tow Peter and the others. And it's interesting how the accounts, similar but slightly different, because each one is told by a perspective. I mean, interesting to note, police, they know something is wrong when everybody tells the exact same story. The police would know that something is obviously being told true when the accounts are, in a sense, similar but different. One person may omit something, an eyewitness. Another one will probably put, uh, will tell the story. Maybe two might tell the story similar but in their own words, and then another one might come in and may fill in and sort of tie all the gaps. If, but if everybody was telling the same exact story with the same words and actual detail, then there's something wrong. So it's obvious. John's gospel focuses only on Mary Magdalene because he only cares about the testimony of Mary Magdalene. Mark, Luke, and Matthew are recounting the events and they're known as the synoptic gospels because they're told from the same stage but from a different angle and that makes sense when you think about it in the account we're told that john in john's gospel the apostle the evangelist got to the tomb first before peter in that same of uh, mark we're told that the women saw Jesus on their way, but not Mary Magdalene. The other women ran back and they bumped into Jesus. Mary Magdalene ran straight to Simon Peter and the others, and she gave them the message of what the angels said, that the Lord has risen and he'll meet them in Jerusalem. But what happened was they go back. And what happens is, is that 
they get to the tomb, the two Peter and John, John gets there first, and they see the tomb is empty. Mary Madeline comes back, but the message of the angel didn't ring with her because she's still shocked. They still haven't seen Jesus. The death is very real to them. And that, in a sense, shows you how the story is similar but told from a different angle. Now we get the uh, the two on the road. These are disciples. These are not apostles. And they're walking along and talking and discussing and debating everything that they have heard. And then suddenly this mysterious figure walks by them. And they don't know it's Jesus. And he starts talking with them. He's asking them what is going on. They're a little overwhelmed. How can nobody have heard what happened? And then they tell him about Jesus. And he starts scolding them. And then starts explaining the scriptures to them. And they're starting to feel comfortable. They feel safe around him. They want him to stay with them. And then suddenly they beg him to stay. And at the table, no words. Notice no words was was recorded down what they said to each other. There must have been words, but what they're overwhelmed by was the action and the action and the behavior with Jesus. He says the blessing breaks the bread and their eyes were opened because they have to find him now in the breaking of bread. That is the only way they should be at the table, at the altar, in the breaking of the bread. He makes known his presence, his reality in the, in the Eucharist. It is a Eucharistic scene, clearly a Eucharistic scene. And that gesture, that word, breaking of the bread, is repeated over and over again in the Acts. Because Acts is really an extension of Luke. It really has an unbelievable, beautiful, mystical scene. In a sense, maybe one could say it almost appears like a fairy tale, or almost appears something out of the Lord of the Rings. Two of them are walking on the road and this mysterious figure appears. Kind of like, almost like a Gandalf. I'm not saying it is, but I'm saying it has a strange mystical feel to it. A beautiful mystical feel to it. And then suddenly, they didn't recognize him because his guise, his appearance is different. They're not, they don't know it's him until the gesture and the action. And then suddenly, he removes the covering the disguise, and he reveals himself. Surprise. Surprised by God. And then suddenly they realize, you know, he disappears, and suddenly they realize that was Jesus. He was with us all this time. It explains why he was explaining the scriptures. He was opening it up. He was interpreting it to us. They went through a liturgy, a procession. They're walking on the road. Then the opening of the books, and then the breaking of the bread. He answers their heart. He reveals himself. They, see, they find Jesus. They knew him in the breaking of the bread, in the Eucharist. And we need that blessing. We need his body, blood, soul, and divinity. We need that. We need it for, it's medicine for our souls. It's medicine for, for our, our spiritual survival. 
And that's why the churches should be open. Churches should be considered essential. I know some people are going to disagree and they're going to argue it's not safe. <clears throat> well, everything else, every time you leave the house, you go shopping. Every time you go on the subway, you ride the train. You're, you're being exposed. We're not going to go into that right now because that's not necessary. But we, we need the churches. It is essential for our spiritual survival. It's just as much as the body needs to be taken care of, so does the soul need to be taken care of. So, um, let's begin with the uh, a prayer. We'll say a uh, Hail Mary for the Pope, Pope Francis. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. A prayer for those who have uh, who are recovering from the coronavirus or are sick. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Uh, prayer for those who are suffering financially. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. And um, a prayer for our bishops and for our local parishes and dioceses. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. And now uh, we'll say the Apostles' Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and life of the world to come. Amen. Then uh, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. So God bless, and um, we'll, we'll meet again soon. Stay safe. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit.